0: You're now listening to Binge Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, 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 welcome in the episode all about labels. I know that you have been calling yourself a binge eater, an emotional eater, a compulsive eater, or maybe you have labels unrelated to food issues like I'm a bad mom, I'm a people pleaser. So in today's episode, I will share with you why we use labels, why labels are useful and when they become a limiting belief and how to reframe labels so that they empower you. I know that this episode may seem like it doesn't really have much to do with eating, but it definitely has because, again, you probably label yourself binge eater, and I want to show you that it's a mistake, and I want to uh, show you also how to change, change it. I am well aware that some people will find labels very empowering. So if that's you, just keep continue doing what is working for you. But if you are a person for whom labels don't work and you find them disempowering, then definitely this episode is for you. But let's start with the question, why we use labels? And I think I need to start with the quote I've heard so many times during my studies and it is nothing in biology makes sense except in the light of evolution. So labels are a tool that humans developed because it helps us to better understand the complexity of our environment. Every time we encounter a certain item or person, it's good for us to classify it right right away. For example, when you see a man in a white coat, it's good to know that it is perhaps a doctor. So we label ourselves or other people also to show that we belong to a certain group. Of course, humans are social creatures, we used to live in tribes, we still live in communities. So having that label is very important for our mental health. We classify and label to make faster decisions. We tend to judge based on stereotypes. Of course, there's where the discrimination and racism come from. But, in general, classification made our life simpler and saved time and energy. Because again, world is very complex. Unfortunately, humans are complex too, so that's the downside because many of us, we'll notice that people like to simplify us. So I'm a complex person, but somebody may just see me as a white person, white woman from, from Poland. So we may make different judgments about other people. Maybe you, when you see a woman with a blonde hair, you're going to assume that maybe she's stupid. When you see a young boy with acne in glasses, you will think that, oh, he's probably a nerd. We have those labels, we have those stereotypes, they make our life simpler, they save energy and time for our brain, but unfortunately they are often wrong. Simple example, well, not all obese people are lazy or undisciplined, but this is what we usually think when we see uh, an obese person. Fortunately, labels can also be useful. So let's say that you are a person who only recently discovered what binge eating or even binge eating disorder is. So for years, you've been puzzled you didn't know what's going on with you you've been binging on food you've been eating a lot of food in a short period of time you felt out of control but you were also very confused about what's going on with you like are you broken because you didn't know that this eating disorder even exists So finding that diagnosis, finding uh, that you may suffer from binge eating disorder, that might bring you some kind of um, a relief, right? Because finally you have a label, you are a binge eater, so you know that you are not that insane person, finally you know that it's a legit disorder and you may seek help. Similar situation is with food addicts. Some people find this label empowering because finally they have found the clear path to follow. Finally, they have a framework that gives them bright lines that they can follow. Having a label like food addict, compulsive eater, overeater, who goes to overeaters anonymous meetings and so on, These labels may be also helpful because finally you can find other people who struggle with the same thing. So having a label makes you feel like you are a part of community. In general, labels can be also useful when you use positive labels like I'm an adventurous person, I'm a smart person, I'm trustworthy. Because when you believe those thoughts... You're going to show up differently in life. Therefore, you're going to show up as your best self. And unfortunately, the list of reasons why labels can be useful is over. And now it's time for the list of reasons why labels could be harmful. And this list is way, way longer. The first reason why I don't like labels is that we often take those labels as an absolute truths. When we give ourselves that label, we rarely question it. Because again, why would you give yourself a label when you don't believe it? So when you use it, that means that you probably believe it most of the time. But we have to remember that there are no absolute or objective truth. Truth is always, always, always relative and subjective. Moreover, labels can be very stigmatizing because you make certain prejudgment that somebody may be lazy, somebody is a freak. And in that way, you are trying to define a complex person in just one word. You can do it with other people, but you can do it also with yourself. So you are putting yourself in a box and you put on that box a certain sticker. And it's really hard to take stickers off. But we have to remember that labels can change. Disorganized person can become organized. Let me give you a quick example you can definitely relate. It's possible that your parents hold onto some kind of like memory of you from decades ago and they will still believe that it is true. For example... Right now, you might be a calm person who values slow and intentional living, you achieved your own definition of success, you are doing well in life, but but your parents may still believe that you are that, that messy small person uh, just like you were when you were a kid. And also maybe when you were a teenager, you were irresponsible with money. So clearly your parents still believe that you are still irresponsible with money because you don't have a big house with garden or Tesla car. And instead you spend your money on Vipassana retreat and you donate to the animal shelter. shelter. Whether you were a very rebellious teenager or maybe calm and organized person years ago, like people will remember that even decades after. Because once you were given a label, this label may stick around for a very, very long time. Another reason why I don't like labels is that labels give your brain a simple indication of where's the problem. So let's say that from time to time, you end up emotionally eating. Therefore, you give yourself a label like I'm an emotional eater. And your brain sees this simple solution. It sees that the problem is with you because you are the emotional eater. You have some kind of defect. That's the problem. You are broken. However, if you wouldn't give yourself that label, you would try to look for reasons why you emotionally eat uh, at night. Maybe that day you you didn't have really mental and emotional resources to process emotions. Maybe on a days where where you end up emotionally eating, you don't give yourself even like 5 minutes to decompress during the day like you are always on a go maybe that day you ignored your hunger maybe you fell into a trap of black and white type of thinking so your brain instead of trying to analyze that that problem from different um from different sides it's just going to give you an answer like yeah you're an emotional eater that's that's it that's i solved it <laughs> case closed So we give ourselves those disempowering labels, but we are also doing that to other people. And this is one of the cognitive biases and it's called fundamental attribution error. So just a quick reminder that cognitive biases are faulty ways of thinking that are hardwired into our human brain. And this specific cognitive bias is related to labelling because we believe that people's actions are results of their character. So we underestimate the influence of situational factors on others' behaviours. Quick example, let's say that somebody cuts you off in the traffic. You think that, oh, they are careless driver, but in reality, maybe their wife is is giving a birth and they need to rush to the hospital. Another example, maybe somebody is late for a meeting with you and you think that, oh my God, they are such a, a disorganized and non-punctual person. They are not trying enough. But maybe in reality they bike broke on the way to work and they needed to find a different mean of transport to get to work. So this is what we are doing. We are just labeling those people and see uh, their mistakes as traits of their character. The most important thing I want you to remember from today's episode is that we use labels to limit ourselves. And we create those limitations in our own mind. When you give yourself a label, when you start believing in it, there's no way you can change it because you think that this is like literally wired into your brain or it is even coded in your DNA. And please notice that in our society... Right now, we don't fix things. We just replace them. That's our mentality. So when you think that you are broken, you are too lazy, you are too stupid, you are too disorganized, you don't feel like working on it. It's just you. You have a defect. You have a broken brain. You have wrong genes. And also, when you have those labels, it is self-prophetic. If you believe you are useless, you will try to... Prove to yourself that this is true. Your brain really doesn't like to be in the internal conflict, so it's going to look for the evidence that this belief is true. If you believe that you are a victim, you will find yourself in the situations where you're going to be victimized. There's one more big problem with labels, and it is that we are using them in the wrong way. The thing is that when we want to indicate problematic behavior, We don't point out the behavior, but the person. I assume that parenting is probably very, very hard. Probably it's the hardest thing you can do. So oftentimes, if you are a parent, you may feel that you are failing. So you may think to yourself something along the lines, I'm a bad mother. But if you are using that label, that brings a lot of shame and stigma. And it doesn't really give you a room for growth. So I would suggest changing I'm a bad mother to I behaved badly. I shouted at my kids. Label the behavior, not yourself. You can replace I'm bad with I behaved badly. And this new thought shows you that you can change. You can improve because we know that behavior it can be changed. And I know that this is damn hard to do that. And don't worry, you are not the only person who struggles with that. I have so many limiting beliefs and harmful labels about myself. And one of them is that I'm an introvert. And I know that sounds very neutral and you wouldn't say that it is harmful in any way because again, most of the people in the world, they would say that, Oh, I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert, or maybe they are some kind of mixture. We're all familiar with those terms and we all try to put ourselves into one or one category. But you know what? I use that label against myself. I use that label to stay inside my comfort zone and definitely I miss many uh, opportunities because I use that label. So when I'm invited somewhere, I have the opportunity to meet new people. You know what? Sometimes I don't even consider it. I just presume that I won't enjoy it because I'm an introvert, because I like to stay uh, at home. But if I would look into my past, like almost every party I attended to, like I never regretted it. I always loved it uh, in the moment. I always enjoyed myself. So I use the label introvert sometimes against myself. The other problematic label I gave myself very early in life is that I'm a black sheep of my family. And how do you think having that label? Did it make me feeling closer to my family? Did it make me feel like I'm the part of my family? Of course, no. When I think to myself that I'm a black sheep of the family, what I want to do is I want to distance myself. I'm going to be dragging my feet to every family gathering. I'm going to feel misunderstood and I'm going to look for the evidence to prove myself that yes, I'm black sheep of the family. I'm totally different than everybody else. And I'm going to be honest with you, I really love those labels. I like to be unique. I like to do the things my own way. I like to show up as an independent thinker, but... I see that probably those beliefs, those labels are limiting me and the costs probably outweigh the benefits. So maybe better for me would be to ditch those labels. Oftentimes labels give us excuses. You may still continue binge eating because you believe that you are a binge eater and that this habit is really deeply ingrained in you. You may avoid setting boundaries with other people just because you believe that you are a people pleaser. You may receive daily Amazon packages because you believe that you are a compulsive person. And of course, every day there's some kind of sale and you can buy more stuff. So labels give you excuses and in that way you abdicate responsibility. When you say that you are emotionally unstable person, you abdicate the responsibility for working on it. You are not going to work on managing and processing your emotions because, again, you think that this is just in your DNA. This is just just how you how you behave. Labels give you excuses so that you stop trying to change yourself. You are just giving up. There is one more reason why labels can be problematic, even the positive labels. And to explain that, I want to share with you fun fact from the book uh, "Mindset: The Psychology of Success" by Carol Dweck. And in this book, she talks about growth mindset and fixed mindset. So apparently, having those positive labels can also backfire. And I briefly mentioned that in the episode about building healthy habits because sometimes taking a identity, so labeling yourself in a specific way uh, and taking that identity of a person who you wish to become, it helps you to fully develop uh, a habit. So when you call yourself a runner, it's going to be easier for you to develop a habit of, of running. Unfortunately, some of those uh, labels can Backfire. For example, if you believe that you are a smart person, you will want to uphold that belief and you will avoid situations that could shake that belief. You just want to preserve your way of thinking, therefore, you are going to avoid uh, challenging situations. Maybe you label yourself a healthy eater. And that also might be problematic because sometimes we are just forced to make less healthy choices. And in that moment, that can cause you a lot of anxiety because you want to preserve that way of thinking that you are a healthy eater. But let's say that your friends want to eat in McDonald's and therefore you may feel anxious about like ordering anything, even fries, because you are afraid of those pro-inflammatory uh oils and so on. Therefore, that label may be harmful for you. Therefore, sometimes having those positive labels about yourself, they can be problematic and they cause you some distress, especially when you hold a positive belief about yourself, but not about people around you. So let's say that you are working with your co-workers And you believe that you are the only hardworking person, but everyone around you is lazy. Maybe you believe that you are a creative person. And again, for you, it's a positive label. But also, you're going to complain that all of the other people have fried brain and they cannot come up with any uh, creative ideas. So even having that positive belief can cause comparison with other people. And therefore, you may also feel bad. Maybe you feel good about yourself, but you feel stressed about the whole situation because you compare yourself with with other people. So now the most important question, and it is what to do about those labels and limiting beliefs. So I would highly recommend you to take a piece of paper and write down all of the labels you have about yourself. And then you're going to have to answer uh, a couple of questions I have for you for each of those labels. And the first question is, is this serving me? Is having that label serving me? Do I, you know, show up the way I want to when I believe that label? Or even better question would be, is this still serving me? Because it's possible that this label helped you in the past In the past, holding on to that that label was useful for you, but maybe it's no longer serving you. To assess whether that label serves you, you can ask yourself additional questions. And I've got two questions for you, which are modified questions from the work by Byron Katie. And the first question is, how do I react, behave when I use this label? The second question, how would I react, behave without this label and please remember when choosing labels don't choose the ones that are most true to you that the ones that you feel that oh yeah they they feel true to me no it doesn't matter Uh, you should take you should base your choice on different criteria and the criteria is is this helpful or is it unhelpful keep only the labels that are helpful for you today another question I want you to ask yourself is Do I use this label to come up with excuses that prevent me from changing myself? Also, when you have that list of all of the labels you have about yourself, try to separate yourself from them. Remember that those labels are just thoughts. Your true essence is free of all of the thoughts, all of the habits... In the whole process of ditching labels, getting rid of automatic negative thoughts, uh, reframing your mindset, changing your limiting beliefs, it is really important to learn how to separate yourself from your thoughts, actions and habits. You have to remember that it's that true essence that has the experience but it's not the experience. You, you as a person, you have the experience, but you are not the experience. You experience the world around you through thoughts. I know that that might sound a little bit weird. So let me uh, show you that on example of how you can use it uh, in, in your thoughts. So for example, right now you may have a thought that I'm an anxious person. So I want you to reframe it into... I experience anxiety. We can change I'm depressed to I feel depressed. I struggle with depression. Instead of I'm hungry, you can say I feel hunger. Instead of saying I'm fat, you can say I have fat on my body. You can change I need to binge because I'm a binge eater to I experience an urge to binge. Or you can say, I have an urge. These are the examples of ways how you can distance yourself from your thoughts. And a more scientific way of calling this technique is called cognitive diffusion. The aim of cognitive diffusion would be to separate uh, your experience from your identity. For you to better understand what I mean, I would love to give you this beautiful metaphor. So you are the sky and everything else is just the weather. So you are the sky. So the sun is always shining. You are clear, blue, and this is your essence. And your human experience, this is the weather. So weather, those are thoughts, feelings, behaviors. So you know that weather is very changeable. There are clouds, can be storm, it can rain. There are different types of rain, of snow, of wind and so on. So all those daily fluctuations of weather, they are temporary. The same with your life. Like changes in your life are also temporary. And the most important thing is that the weather doesn't disturb the sky. The sky contains the weather, but is not affected by it. And the same relationship is between our essence and our human experience. There are two more tips I want to share with you that will help you to ditch those unhelpful labels. And the first tip is that instead of using, you know, self labels, try to use behavior labels. I've already mentioned that in the example of mother. So instead of saying that I'm a bad mother, you can say I behaved badly. Instead of saying I'm stupid, you can say that I made a mistake. So try to, instead of using labels about yourself, try to uh, direct the, the label into the behavior because you know that you can change behavior. And there's one more question I want you to ask yourself about all of those labels you wrote on a piece of paper. And the question is... Does this label or belief give me flexibility to make a choice? For example, instead of saying that I'm a healthy eater, say that I value healthy eating. Instead of saying I'm an active person, say that you value active lifestyle. In this way, you are letting go of rigidity. You can make a choice because when you value something, You do your best to behave in alignment with those values, but it doesn't mean that you are doing it always 100%. This is very important life lesson that maybe we should spend less time searching for our identity and we should spend more time uh, looking for things with value in life. We should discover our own core values. Use labels or descriptions that give you flexibility and choice. That would be all what I have prepared for you today. So guys, be careful what kind of stories you cling onto, And of course, assess which labels that you have, which ones are helpful and which ones are self-limiting. Also, I would like to make a short announcement that I think that I would like to do a Q&A Episode. So, if you have any questions, you can ask them on bingeproofbrain.com/ask, or you can send them directly to my Instagram. And in this case, it is okay to write a longer question because the more details I have about you, the better I can answer the question. And I think that in the future, I'm going to devote one whole episode to answer all of the listeners' questions. And if you enjoyed today's episode, you can also leave a review or iTunes. I would highly appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Bye! Enjoyed today's episode, and you would like to stay in touch with me? Make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your application for my Binge Proof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today, and have a great day!